So this week we have two stories we're going to talk about. Um, the first one is the Good Samaritan from Luke 10, 25 to 37. So the context for the story basically is an expert in religious law comes up to Jesus and he asks him, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him that if he follows the law of Moses, he will inherit eternal life, which is basically just loving your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. And I think the man asked the question that a lot of us have, which is, who is my neighbor? You know, like, is it just the person who lives next to me or what? Right. And <laughs> Jesus responds, you know, so typical of him, he responds in a, ter- in a parable. And it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. So he says that a Jewish man was traveling, but he was attacked by bandits who stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. And a priest came along and he sees this half dead man, but he doesn't do anything. He just walks over to the other side Mm. of the street and passes by. And a temple assistant walks over and does the same exact thing. You know, he just passes by. And then it says in verse 33, then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. And he actually goes up to the innkeeper and he gives him two silver coins. And he asks the innkeeper, take care of this man. And if his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. And Jesus asks um, the man who came up to him, he's like, which of these three was a neighbor to the man that was attacked? And the man responds, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus says, yes, now go and do the same. So I think one of the most notable things about this is a priest and a temple assistant who were, you know, they were like of high status and they're religious. They followed the law, things like that. Yeah. But they ignore this man, you know, they show no compassion. Whereas a Samaritan who it says a despised Samaritan, um, Mm. because the Samaritans weren't simply outcasts, but they were actually despised enemies of the Jews. But he actually comes up to this um, Jewish man who is half dead and he puts him on his own donkey, which that sort of reminds me of like our cars now, how like it's so atypical to offer to, you know, transport someone into your own car. um, (laughs) And like, especially when they're half dead, you know, (laughs) and I think just the fact that he was a Samaritan who is despised shows that like compassion has no boundaries. And yeah. how judging people on the basis of their worldly identity is so just unlike the heart of our father, because he genuinely looks at the heart. And um, yeah, so I love how the one who showed him mercy is counted as a neighbor. And it just reminds me of First John 4, 7, where it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And Mm. I think that verse just reminds me that God's love is dynamic. It moves us to action and it can't be contained. Like when you're filled with the love of Christ inside of you. um, I think that's why it says like, let us love one another for love is from God. Because once we receive this love from God, it just flows out. And John 7 38 actually says like rivers of living water will flow from his heart from um, just like from Christ followers. And yeah, I love this analogy or this like image of the living water and how it's a river. Because when I think of a river, like the flow never stops. It's always moving. Mm. And I think as as Christians, 
Um, we have to be activists of love, especially in challenging times. Um, I also think it's interesting how when the Samaritan talks to the innkeeper, he doesn't give him a limit, you know? He's just like, yeah. he's just like, oh, like, whatever it takes, if his bill runs higher than this, I'll come back and pay it. And mm. this is, like, such, like, the heart of the father. And, like, that's literally how we're supposed to love each other. You know, like, I'll do whatever it takes. It's not even like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'll do this much for you, and then it's over. But it's like... Like, again, like the image of the river where it doesn't stop flowing. It's always just moving. It's dynamic. And as activists of love and, you know, Christ followers in times like this, I feel like just like some actions I just thought of are maybe like praying, helping someone out, or like, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, like donating, you know, signing petitions, educating yourself, because I feel like how I see um, turning a blind eye, I feel like that also includes, you know, not educating yourself because you're saying there's this, you know, there's this issue, but you're just like, oh, like it's not that important right now. So I'm just not going to educate myself. But I feel like this is something Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, um, I had to repent for too, where like, I realized that me not educating myself and not you know trying to empathize with my brothers because I feel like if you're not informed how are you supposed to empathize and I think that that's definitely another way of doing something and inaction is just not love it doesn't flow out of love and I think another really important way is just being intentional and being that listening ear for someone yeah that's so good and um yeah, as Gina mentioned, as being a listening ear for someone, we also wanted to talk about the story of the woman at the well. It's found in John chapter four. And it's basically when Jesus, he has to go through Samaria, which like Gina mentioned in the past story, Jews and Samaritans are basically like enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's because the Jews, they thought they saw Samaritans as unclean. They saw them as just dirty savages. Yes. And obviously that means Samaritans didn't really like the Jews either. And so they were basically like enemies. Um, But yeah, like in the last story, the Samaritan actually is the one that actually has compassion on the Jew. Mm -hmm. And in this story, Jesus, as he passes through Samaria, he actually sits down at this well and he shares a drink of water with this woman, Mm -hmm. the Samaritan woman. And it's so strange because Jews always they think Samaritans are dirty they think they're inferior and so the fact that Jesus not only did he pass through Samaria Samaria but he actually sat down and he had a face-to-face conversation and he even shared a drink of water with this woman is pretty crazy Mm -hmm. and yeah what we wanted to say what we wanted to touch on from this story is that Jesus wasn't he didn't just like pity them and he wasn't just like, oh, like poor Samaritans. Um, I'll give them like a couple dollars, a cut like some money. Mm-hmm. Wow, they're so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel bad for them. But he was like, no, like sh- I see her like as like for like a soul. Mm-hmm. Like she's important to me. Mm-hmm. And he saw like her worth and her value. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to listen to your story. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, even with the Black Lives Matter 
and all like the protests and the racial injustice going on, it's like, what if God isn't calling us to just be like, wow, like I feel so bad for black people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post some things on my Instagram story, mm-hmm. donate a couple dollars. Right. Um, yeah, like I hope everything gets better. Like, yay, racial justice. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if he's actually calling us to like sit and get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and like listen mm-hmm. to their stories and like listen to their perspective mm-hmm. and like commit ourselves. Right. Um, and just like the last story with the Good Samaritan, it's like love, it like knows no bounds. Yeah. And love, it goes out of its way and right. it's not convenient. Right. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like imagine how uncomfortable it was for this Samaritan guy to literally dedicate like his day. He, he probably had stuff going on. Right. But he like saw this man and he was like, this is going to be inconvenient for me. This is going to cost me time, effort, and money, Mm -hmm. but I don't care because I'm going to show him love and I'm going to have compassion because that's what Jesus does. That's Mm -hmm. what God does. Mm -hmm. Um, He could have easily been, he could have easily saw us in our sin and be like, dang, that's too bad for them. Mm -hmm. Poor humans. Right. But he was like, no, like, oh, I'm going to get moved by compassion Mm -hmm. and I'm actually going to act because like love it's not just this emotion of like wow like I love them yeah like it's not just this like ethereal thing but it actually puts itself into action right and he was like no I'm gonna take practical steps I'm gonna go to earth as a man I'm gonna walk among them I'm gonna Mm -hmm. eat with them I'm gonna dine with them Mm -hmm. and then at the end of it all I'm actually gonna go to the cross and die on their behalf and it's gonna be messy and it's gonna be so painful but I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to inconvenience myself because that's how much, like, that's what love does. It goes out of its way. And so it's like, what if God isn't just asking us to donate a couple dollars, but he's like, no, get uncomfortable, get inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. Like, would you sign up for a love that's like, that's willing. Basically like it's saying like, there's no limit yeah um like just like the samaritan who's like you can spend however much you want you don't have to max me out at a hundred dollars you can spend whatever amount you need to take care of this and i will pay for it Mm -hmm. and it's like okay i will commit 100 dollars max to black lives matter i'm gonna commit two hours max to this thing or to this protest Mm -hmm. but it's like no i'm gonna there's no limit to how much i'm gonna like commit myself to racial justice and racial reconciliation Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say I will let myself get uncomfortable I will let myself get inconvenienced for compassion and for love right and yeah it literally says in James 2 10 if you favor some people over others you're committing a sin you're guilty of breaking the law and like dang like how much fear the Lord is that yeah like and it's even it's even smaller things of like I know for myself like I kind of I was always in a bubble of mostly like other Asian or Korean people mm-hmm. and I was just I just thought that was the way it was yeah and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it I was like no like I'm this is just the way I grew up right. this is just I'm just more comfortable this way yeah. um this is I connect to, I connect better to people who live like me but it's like wait that's favoritism and that's prejudice mm-hmm. because that's saying that 
I'm not even going to give people a chance because they look different from me. Right. And because they look like, um, they look different from me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times have we stayed inside this little safe, comfortable bubble? Because we were like, I'd rather be comfortable than allow myself to like listen to other people's stories and get involved in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, <laughs> I even had to repent of that myself. And Gina and I, we were talking about, it's funny, but like the only way to really be proactively anti-racist, it has to start with acknowledging that maybe I'm racist. Yeah. And what, what we mean by that is like, <laughs> it's not this thing of like, oh, well, I'm not out here, like, saying the N-word, screaming racial slurs at people, so I'm fine, like, I, I'm not part of the problem, mm-hmm. but it's, like, saying, like, maybe there's some things in my heart, maybe there's some thought patterns, and maybe some, like, prejudices yeah. that are really sneaky and that are really small, but they actually affect the way I think mm-hmm. and the way I interact with people, yeah. and the people that I choose to hang out with, mm-hmm. it's, like, dang, like, maybe I have some, like, racial prejudice yeah. in my heart, mm-hmm. and it starts with examining yourself and getting uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable to admit that maybe you're racist but it has to happen if we're going to be proactively anti-racist you know the verse in Matthew where Jesus is like take the log out of your own eye first before judging the speck in someone else's and I think that that's so important as Christ followers to remember right now too because it's so easy to be like oh my gosh like how could this happen things like that you know but I definitely like like we were talking about, like, I had to repent so much. I had to repent to God, like, Father, I'm so sorry for not seeing, like, my brothers and sisters the way you see them, like, help me Mm -hmm. to see them in your eyes, through your eyes, and yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's literally the first step is repentance, and, like, just acknowledging that, like, yeah, like, for me personally, I had to acknowledge, like, I think that um, I definitely didn't take as much action as I should have in the past, and I didn't try to educate myself as much as in the past, you know, and I made thing, these things sort of like, like Chian was talking about the sort of love where it's like, oh, it's convenient for me, but I have other things to do, sort of that sort of thing. Yeah. I was sort of acting like that, you know, priest or that temple assistant that just walked by the half dead man. And right. yeah. Yeah. And so really what we wanted to talk about today was just like, especially in light of um like racial reconciliation and racial justice like how much will you let love cost you because Jesus let it cost him everything yeah the Samaritan man let it cost him everything right um and so yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like I know it's heavy stuff and it's uncomfortable and it's not like lighthearted, fun, like happy yeah. go lucky, but like that's what love is. Like it's gritty and it's like raw and it gets messy. And so, yeah, it starts with, with acknowledging that, looking inward and being like, shoot, like God searched my heart, right? And yeah, and literally, like Jesus he tells us to have no partiality and to literally love everyone. And it sounds simple, but it's like saying like, I don't want to like everyone I see, like I want to look at them 
the way that Jesus sees them. Yeah. And not just other um, upwardly mobile, like, like Christian, Asian people my age that I can connect with. Mm-hmm. But no, like the people on the street. Yeah. Like people that don't look like me, people mm-hmm. that have completely different life experiences than me. Mm-hmm. Am I going to let Jesus break my heart? for the way that he sees them right and yeah and love the neighbor as yourself I feel like yeah commandment is just so powerful because it's so countercultural, you know to love someone else as yourself but like sort of like this parable tells you like being a neighbor is like sort of like the love that Shane was talking about is showing that sort of love and like as much as it's difficult to say like when we're not loving that way like we're just not being a neighbor and yeah like the fact is actually to love our neighbor as ourself is the most important commandment so I think it's just really important for us as Christ followers to just keep that in mind especially in times like this but always you know yeah um yeah and the song we want to end off with is called more like Jesus by passion but the lyrics say you've shown us the way to your heart father I pray make me more like Jesus Um, I pray make me more like Jesus. And we want to end off um, with, it's not this thing of like, oh, I'm going to try to love people out of my own fleshly love and wisdom and efforts. Right. But it's like, no, it has to be an overflow from the Father. Mm -hmm. Because if we try to love people with our own strength, sooner or later, it's going to get real tiring and we're going to get real worn out. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to get real burned out, but it's like, no, I want my love to be like a pure overflow from the love of the Father, mm-hmm. and so it's really getting connected to the heart of Jesus, and yeah, aligning ourselves with the compassion that Jesus has for people, so and so God loves you, we love you, have a loving day. <laughs>